and we are back once again. I'm psyched, man. This is a really good one. JD, how are you today? You always say that, man. I know, but it's everyone is pretty good, man. We've been having some all-stars come through. I know, I know. So today we have the man, Omar Bolden here. Omar, how are you? And I'm great. Thanks for having me on. How are you guys doing? Uh, well, well, uh, it's a, it's very exciting to have you here. Omar, do you just give our audience uh, 30 seconds on, on who you are? Oh, I am a, I like to consider myself a renaissance man, a positive influence to anybody I'm around. I'm literally like a, a spark plug. Uh, I'm just a, a ball of positive energy. Um, I'm motivating. Um, I see myself as a man that could wear many hats, man. Uh, I'm an athlete, world-class athlete, uh, uh, world-class trainer, um, uh, working actor, uh, entrepreneur, and uh, just a friend. I believe in love and everything positive. See, I think this is the best description we've had so far. Yeah. Like that was, that was, that knocked it out of the park. You said you was excited. <laughs> you said you was excited. You got a reason to be today. I know. So Omar is also, I'll, I'll give a few notes to the audience. Omar is a Super Bowl champion, right? No Denver doubt. Broncos. No doubt. No doubt. Professional proud, athlete. Proud, proud, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then just doing incredible things in the entrepreneur space here in Los Angeles. So we're going to get into all of this. But first things first, have to ask, do professional football players play fantasy football? Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I have a sneaky suspicion. I think I just saw you on your phone mm. editing your lineup. Yeah, man. I just realized it's about 4.30 and the kickoff is in like <laughs> an hour. And I just had to make sure I had the right guys in the lineup. So to answer your question, yes, pro athletes uh, do play fantasy sports. Did you make the playoffs? I made the playoffs in one of my brackets. Thank God the other one um, I didn't do too well, mm. unfortunately. So Did you have Kareem Hunt? I did not have Kareem Hunt. Uh, unfortunately, I had my dog Emmanuel Sanders, who just tore his ace. I mean, Achilles yesterday. Damn, he did. So sending him some positive vibes. Yeah, oh, unfortunately, no. it's just the way the cookie crumbles. You know, the NFL. It's it's a very very physical sport, and regardless of your condition or what kind of shape you're in, um, it's almost impossible to avoid injury. So it's just the way it is. Prayers out to Emmanuel, but yeah, I just had to remove him off my team. Sorry. <laughs> are you a, are you a sentimental fantasy football guy? Like, will you draft your your former teammates? Oh uh, no, I don't think with my heart. Uh, nah, I, I like You're to, cold. Yeah, I'm cold. I'm cold, man. I just uh, I, he's a dog. He's a dog, man. And uh, you know, he was available on the on, on the board when I was up. So, man, I had to go ahead and select him because I felt like he'd make my team better. Did you did you play while you were? I didn't. No, nah, you know what's funny is um, I didn't even understand fantasy football while I was playing. You know, I thought it was the dumbest thing to be honest. I was yeah. like, because you constantly see like uh, fans criticize you for being hurt. I'm pretty sure there are people who are getting at Emmanuel Sanders like, what the fuck, bro? Yeah, you like you screw my like I've just yeah, you know. So um, you know, when I was on that side of it, you know, I just didn't understand it. I, I you know, I thought it was a really waste of time. But now that I'm, I'm no longer playing, it's like a great way for me to stay connected to the game. Like I've never been more focused on Sundays as a um, just as a fan. You know, um, like I'm constantly trying to figure out who's in what lineup, checking out matchups. You know, it's it's almost like I'm still playing the game. You know, I'm really it's, it's like real preparation. So um, you know, I, I love it now. Um, but not at the moment when I was playing, I stayed away from it. That's hilarious, man. I love it. Uh, so, so actually, I think it's it's actually relevant in that when I play fantasy football, I I feel like I'm like a businessman, right? Like I feel like I'm the owner. I feel like I'm like the entrepreneur managing the pieces. Do you feel like uh, the same thing, sort of, with your life? Like I, I'm just so impressed with everything you're doing. Maybe you can tell people a little bit about what you're up to right now. I know you're you're training people here in Los Angeles. Tell, tell people about what you're doing. Yeah, um, I, I got my hands in a little bit of everything. That's why earlier I, I said, you know, I like to consider myself to be a renaissance man. Um, at the top of the year, I started my own training business, um, which is optimized training. Um, I'm also uh, a sponsored athlete for Muscle Farm. Um, so um, I'm able to train all of my clients out of their facility, um, which is a, a really cool thing. Um, 
on top of that, man, I, I started my own athletic apparel line under Optimize. So it'll be op Optimized Clothing, which is set to drop, hopefully, um, at the top of the year. Um, spent, I've spent a legitimate year um, working on designs and fitting and finding the right fabric and um, just trying to manage and juggle that and training full time. Um, I've also, as of, re as of recently, which has been one of my goals since um, even while I was playing, um, I've been working as a, as a um, as a working actor, you know. So I got I got a project that we've been working on for the past month. Can um, you discuss? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So I I rather not. But I would say that the opportunity came um, really um, out of nowhere. I wouldn't say nowhere. You know, one one thing that um, I feel like I've really been you know uh, beneficial for me since leaving the league is that. You know, I believe in the phrase, things in motion stay in motion, you know, so like I, I wasn't necessarily searching for this opportunity per se, you know what I'm saying? But I kind of just stayed around and put, kept myself in the right circles um, and in contact with the right people. And, um, you know, God bless me. Obviously, I was ready for the opportunity. You know, I, I believe that's how that's how opportunities happen. You know, you're just prepared for the moment. Um, so I've been doing that as well. And um, I just, I create content. I create content, man. Like I create content on my Instagram. Epic, oh, epic that's, Instagram. It's, it's, it's literally, it's literally, I've been able to, which is crazy, you know, um, and I think a lot of my fraternity, um, quote unquote, NFL brothers will, will find it to be pretty interesting as well once they enter their transition is that, you know, I've been able to create real revenue or, or generate real revenue from, from my Instagram. Oh, tell us more about that. That sounds, that sounds <clears throat> well. To be honest, it, it, it organic. It really organically has come from me creating content on the fitness side of things, you know. So I've had certain brands re reach out to me and ask me to create videos, um, and really just post. Give us the details. Was it like a certain video you did? Yeah. Okay. So for instance, for one example, you know, I had Under Armour reach out to me. They did a partnership with uh, My Fit Pal, and they were trying to have people tell their story of basically what keeps them uh, motivated and what gets them to the gym every day, or what's their basically what's their why. You know, so I had to cook up uh, a video of me working out in the park, and I just explained to them about how it doesn't matter where you're at. It's you know, you can get it in anywhere, and you know, blase, blase. That's basically what it was in a nutshell. And then I cooked it up in a video, sent it over to them, they approved it, you know, and they paid me for that. Did Did you know it was gonna pop like that? Uh, I didn't know it was gonna pop like that for me, but I, I would say my girlfriend would be considered to be an influencer, right? And, um, you know, I sit back and I watch how she maneuvers, you know, in her space. What's her space? What's she doing? Uh, she's an entertainer. She's an entertainer. Um, there's really no, I don't want to put a ceiling on her because she's acted before. She's a world-renowned dancer. Um, she sings. She raps. Yeah. You know, so she she's a full-time entertainer. She, she just loves being in front of people and, and putting on a show. Yeah, JD, JD was just saying last night, it's like all of this stuff, it's, it's all merging into one. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, and I think, you know, these phones are making it a lot easier to do everything, you know. Um, that's, that's just the way of the world right now. So. so I got a quick story and then a question for you. What's up? Um, so a little background for everybody. Me and O have known each other probably, I don't know, maybe four or five years. I would say so. Used to hang out here in L.A. Um, just spoke about my guy, Benny Fowler, on the last episode, but... Um, like I said last time, that's one of my best friends since high school. We've been close since 14 years old. Um, Benny went to Michigan State, got signed as an undrafted free agent um, to the Denver Broncos, and obviously him and O were teammates, won a Super Bowl together. So a lot of times during the off seasons, we used to spend time out here in L.A., and Omar was a guy that we always used to link up with. And uh, Benny would – I mean, if you know Benny – Benny and Omar got a, a similar energy, like positive, mm -hmm. um, dancing type of guys, don't know a stranger. So Benny used to always tell me, like, my guy, is, oh, my guy, oh, you got to meet him. So long story short, we always used to hang out. And I can back up what you started this, the, the show with, everything that you said about yourself, positive energy, your supporter, that, like, you've always had that. So my question to you that I kind of wanted you to speak to for, for everybody listening is, like, you're making it look easy, but me and you both know how hard it is to transition mm -hmm. from what you did. Like, think about how many former teammates on the basketball side for me and on the football side for me, guys are just sitting at home, like, figuring out, like, shit, I don't know what else to do. Like, mm -hmm. 
to be honest with you, I didn't even realize you were out of the league. I told you the other day when I saw you up at the gym, I'm like, yo, somebody showed me your Instagram the other day. I had no idea you were doing all of that shit. So to go from like, okay, Omar is a freak in nature. Everybody know who knows him. What you were in, like a 4'2", 4'3", or four some three. shit? Yeah. So he was known as like, he was that guy, like on the football field, just won a Super Bowl. You know, I didn't really pay attention. The next thing I know, I'm looking at his videos. He's doing these wild-ass workouts on there, and <laughs> he's got a brand, and this, that, and the third. So, like, it seems like you were taking steps while you still were actively playing. Like, Yeah, and uh, that's kind of like what I was speaking to earlier about how, you know, I believe in the phrase, things in motion, stay in motion. So my career came to an abrupt end in 2016 after we won the Super Bowl. So I, I got injured on the way to the Super Bowl, tried to recover, um, spent time um, just trying to recover the, uh, like without surgery, right? So I tore my PCL or partially partially tore my PCL, tried to let it, let it heal without surgery. I ended up signing with Chicago Bears um, in the offseason, spent um, OTAs and um, offseason workouts with them, and I got released uh, in the summer. I got released because I, I didn't practice while I was there, you know, and... At the time, and you know, I was like, "Damn, that's that's whack." Because I had a relationship with the coaching staff, um, but they knew they they just knew things that they didn't want to tell me. You know, yeah. they knew that it was like I mean, I haven't played football since then. You know, yeah. so they at, at the end of the day, they knew why they released me. You know, that they knew I, it wasn't going to get better, um, and I, I fought that for a year and a half. But while I was fighting that, I decided to move to New York. So I was here. I got released in the summertime of July. I think I got released July 17th. I'll never forget it. I got released July 17th. I live up the street and um, I just decided not to renew my lease four days before. Mm. So now I'm in a bind because I have to move because I'm thinking I'm going back to Chicago. Yeah. Right? So um, I end up having to, my one of my friends or old teammates, friends and old teammates has a, a place out here in the marina. And uh, he let me crash there for, uh, I needed to, like a week or two to figure out like where I wanted to live and stuff like that. So he let me stay at his place. And I stayed there for about two weeks, found, a, found an apartment that I wanted and then moved back. While I was here, I was kind of just driving myself crazy because I feel like anybody that I could talk to that w uh, could understand what I was going through was busy during training camp. Mm -hmm. Like th they didn't want to hear those stories, mm -hmm. right? And so it was putting me in a, in a space where like I didn't want to talk to anybody here because they just did they just wouldn't understand. It's different. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't live that lifestyle. They haven't been in those locker rooms. You have to know. You have to know. You have to know. Otherwise it's like I'm I'm just talking to you just to talk, you know? And so I was like, yo, I need a change of scenery. I need I need to get away. I really need to get away. So I had an opportunity to I was working with the publicist at the time. And Fashion Week rolls around, and I've always wanted to attend Fashion Week. I never could because I'm always in training camp, right? So I said, you know what, fuck it, I'm out, I'm gone, right? So I had him book, I had him hook me up with whoever he could connect me with. I go to Fashion Week, right? I'm, I'm I go to Fashion Week, and um, I I get to take over Men's Health Magazine Snapchat. Mm. So I take over their Snapchat. I go to oh, a couple man. shows. I go to Scotch and Soda. I go to um, uh, J Crew. Uh, and some other small, uh, small like brands. I, I don't even remember the names, right? But it was just dope. It was my first time seeing actual fashion shows in New York, right? Mm -hmm. For fashion in the U.S., the mecca is, is New York, right? You can't talk fashion. Yeah, if that's you all. It, that's you can't. You can't. You can't say you are in fashion or you know fashion if you ain't like walked the streets of New York mm -hmm. and caught that vibe yet. So, you know, so so that was really fun to me. While I was there. Um, the girl who was controlling Men's Health Snapchat or their social, um, her name is Christina. She was like, yo, I really like you. I think you should meet my brother. My brother started this clothing line um, that's really made for athletes. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll be interested to hear more. So um, we had to do a recap of the day. So we did it on Facebook Live. We, we did it at his office. So after we did the Facebook Live, we met. And he just told me, he gave me a brief, like, synopsis or a summary or just quick overview of what his vision was and where he w saw the brand going. And basically, he wanted to address sizing for athletes. Like sizing on clothes has been around since the 1940s. We've evolved as humans and athletes in general, like we just don't fit the norm. Ever. Ever. Right. So what he did was he's a 
really genius, genius guy. Uh, graduated from uh, Harvard Business School. But his name is Kevin, by the way. He, uh, he, he bought a body scanner, scanned like 16,000, not thousands, 1,600 different athletes' bodies, right, to create new sizing. I thought that shit was hella interesting. I was really intrigued by it. Cool. So I, I come back to LA. I, um, I had another opportunity that just randomly took me to New York in, mu in the music industry, right? And this is, this is why I say like- I JD, this guy does everything. This, yeah, is why, this, this is why I say like, <laughs> I, I believe like things in motion stay in motion, right? So I go back to, I go back to New York. This was in October. The Fashion Week was in September. I go back in October. While I'm out there, I said, oh, damn, I remember Kevin's spot is around this way. Let me hit him up. I'm going to stop by. I stopped by. He's talking about ideas. He's just talking about different events. I gave him two ideas for events. Just like, yo, you should probably do this. And you should probably do this. And he was like, okay. he was trying to do an event on like based around like blazers and like swag. And I was like, oh, man, I've been to a couple parties before called uh, Suits and Sneakers. You should do one called Tux and Chucks. And he was like, damn, that shit's dope. Okay, and this, it was another idea I gave him, and he was like, hey, you know what? Would you want to work for me? Or would you want to work here? And yeah. I was like, uh, I mean, I don't know. He gave me an offer. I was like, all right, cool, I'll take it home. I'll think about it. Take it home. That was October. I came home, thought about it for a moment. I said, you know what? I'm not really doing anything here. I know the way my knee feels. I'm not going to play this season. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I know at, at that moment, I didn't know, I didn't believe that my career was over. I just believed that I was gonna play that year. So I was like, fuck it. I'm gonna take the full year off. I'm gonna go to New York. I'm gonna New York the deal. They wanted me to work there for three months. So I go there and uh, I dive head first into fashion. Really, like, the company was a startup, you know? So, like, if anyone's ever been involved in a startup company, you know, like, everyone involved is all hands on deck. Like, I'm doing uh, fucking outreach. I'm part of the designs. I'm part of. Uh, oh, everything. I mean, oh. this dude, this dude, you know, like I said, he went to Harvard Business School. This dude's got me doing uh, an investor pitch meetings. I'm I'm in there, literally swa swaggy, <laughs> and everyone in there has suits and ties on. I'm like feeling so uncomfortable, yeah. so uncomfortable, you know. But I so uncomfortable to the point where I, I remember a guy coming up to me and saying, "Damn, I wish I could come to the meeting like you." Right, wow. like, like that is how like dressed down I was, but I was in these like just random situations, and um, that kind of really just gave me like the entrepreneurial bug, you know what I'm saying? Like just being there every day in the hustle and grustle, you know, and just going and um, that right there. Once my deal was up there, I moved back. We couldn't come to an agreement. Couldn't come to an agreement to keep me there longer. I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna move back to LA. So I moved. You back. kept moving. I kept moving. So I moved back to LA. At this point, I'm like, I'm still trying to get back in the league. So because yeah, was was your head still? I mean, that's a big transition, right? The whole like, the whole time, I'm like, yeah, I'm just buying myself time to get healthy. Yeah, the whole, that's still going on. In the your whole head. time, the whole, but yeah. I just, every day though, I'm learning something new. Mm -hmm. Every day, you know, experience a walk. A well, that's chance bending, yeah. right? Like like literally bending. Right? Every like, every day, like my path to the train, to to the studio, to uh, the office, like every day, so something is happening. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm exchanging energy with different people. Like I'm just getting. Different experiences, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm gaining a new perspective every day. So uh, when I come back, I have an opportunity to work out for the Jaguars. I fly out to Jacksonville, and I feel like I'm ready. This is 2017. Yep. Oh, I didn't mention I decided to have surgery after the Super Bowl. Not the one I played in the following year. I had surgery two days later. So, so I remember I, I actually went to, you know, the company that I was working for is called Range. We decided to go to the Super Bowl in Houston to try to gain some type of presence, right? right? So I go there, obviously, like I'm the number one man on part of the company, part of that job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I also, I don't know why I thought to mention this, but um, I was able to work out uh, some equity stake in that company. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so Good that, for that, you. Yeah, so that was great. That was great. You know? So, but anyways, um, you know, I go to Houston and um, uh, once I get back, I have surgery, I decide to have surgery on my knee. I'm like, fuck it. It's not healing right. Let me get the surgery. It's only going to take about four to six weeks to get right. I'm going to do that. If February I, of 2017. February. February. I think it was like February 8th or some shit like that. Maybe 8th or 7th. Got you. So I, I get back right. I move back to California in March. I start working out. And then I get the opportunity to work out for, the, for Jacksonville. I fly to Jacksonville. Uh, go through a physical. I'm, they take us back to the locker room. I'm warming up. I'm foam rolling. 
and they come and like tap me. I have my headphones on, they came and tap me. And just a quick little background on that. I came to Jacksonville because the head, the head special teams coach was the head special teams coach in Denver when we won the Super Bowl. What's his name? Uh, Joe D. Joe D loves me. Right, so Beans used to always tell me about him. Jody's how crazy. He is. Jody, Jody, he's great. He's one of the greatest coaches I've ever played for. Yeah. Um, but so I had a really good relationship with him. You know, to to the point like the reason why I came, like I'm texting him. That's how you know. So like that was my communication with the team. And uh, so I'm thinking that he's tapping. I'm thinking, no lie. I'm thinking when they tap me, I'm like, oh cool, Jody. Already know what time it is. Like, <laughs> no, I ain't gonna tell oh, me I ain't no. gotta work out. Like, it's oh, good. No. Uh-huh. It's good. So I'm walking out. I'm walking outside with my chest all poked out, and uh, they're like, yeah, we're not gonna work you out today. And I'm like, all right, cool. But we're like, why not? And they were like, um, yeah, you failed your physical. I'm like, how? First of all, how do you feel physical? I've never, I've never even done it before. Right. And he's like, yeah, the doctor just doesn't feel comfortable about your knee. He says it still feels too loose. He said they should give, you should give it a couple more months. And I was like, fuck, all right. I, I was already, uh, let me make sure I say this right. I was already uh, discouraged, right, being released from Chicago That at that moment. When they told me I couldn't work out, I got disappointed, right? Because I'm like, damn, man. Like, and the entire time while I was in New York, I never stopped working out. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Right? And this that's probably exactly like how I got to where I'm at right now. Because right. I was training myself every day. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Every day. The hotel apartment, right? Sometimes every day. So I come back and I'm like, all right. One thing I've never done in my life, not never, I don't want to say that, but one thing I know I don't want to do is give up on anything. So I'm like, I'm not going to give up. I'm just going to keep working. I'm just going to keep working. I'm just going to keep working out. I'm just going to keep working out. When my knee's ready, I'll know. So I keep working out. I keep working out. Every once in a while, I'll do something athletic or I'll do some type of football movement just to see how I'm feeling. And nine times out of ten, the next day, my knee wouldn't feel good. Yeah. It'd just be swollen, it'd be stiff, you know? I'm like, damn, man, like, I should be able to do that. And I'm thinking, if I can't do that, there's no way I could last a week of practice, you know? Like, just right. make it through one week. I can't even get to, I can't even get to the game. Yeah. I can't even get to the game, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you want me to demonstrate something right now, I'm going to look excellent at it. But if you want me to do it over and over again at a high level... Wake up in the morning, you know, five, six, seven days. In a row. I'm just not able to do to yeah. do it, you know. So I had to just say, you know what? At, at at that moment, I was like, you know what? Okay, I'm good at feeling like I'm. I feel like I'm very in tune with self. You know, I believe in energy. I believe in vibrations, and I believe in God. You know, I'm like, all right, cool. It's okay. You know, door closing. Cool. I'm now. I'm just looking for the next open door. So. um but you know what? I got. I have to say, like, I think you're one of the best entrepreneurs we've had on here, uh, because you already were laying plans like left mm-hmm. and right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, even things were good, you're laying plans. Things are bad, you're laying plans. Right? Like, I, I feel like you were one of the best guys we've we've heard deal with this situation. Because again, like, think about how many athletes you can think of that has been in that same exact situation, and they just train every day and sit at home. Now you're going to you know, get equity in companies, you're going to work for a company, you, you know what I'm saying? You I, I just don't hear many people say, you know what, I just have a passion for Fashion Week, that was my dream, and I'm I'm going to get to New York to go to Fashion Week. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> right, right. Like, that's a, that's amazing. Well, thank you, thank yeah. you. I mean, I, I, just, I just looked at it as, man, I have all the time of the day right now, and you know, because of my time spent in the NFL, I have the luxury to... I have the luxury of time, right? I like anybody that's played a, a professional sport has a head start on life, if you ask me, right? And that head start, if if you know what you want to do, or if you're trying to figure it out, if you're just adamant on staying in motion, right? It gives it buys you the time to figure it out. Like, I don't necessarily know, I'm still figuring it out, right? Every day I'm like, to be everything I'm doing is off the fly. Right, everything, everything I'm doing, I'm like I'm literally learning as I'm going, right? But I have no problem making mistakes. I know mistakes are going to be made, 
Like I know it. I actually like look forward to making the mistake so I can learn, right? And I'm constantly trying to learn from others around me. And I feel like right now I'm doing a really good job of surrounding myself with people that are kind of going through the same shit, right? So like I have people that like I could talk to. And they may not come from professional sports, but they're entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and they're starting things on their they're starting things on their own. You know, they're from the ground up. You know, and that I I guess has made my transition. A little bit easier, but to your point, it's not easy at all. Right. This shit is hard. You right. know what I'm saying? There are nice where I'm like, okay, well, how are we gonna execute this plan? Right. Yeah, I, I hear you, I hear you, I hear I hear the voice in my head. All right, that sounds good, you know? But it's like, how do I get to that point? You know? There's not many people that I could call. Like I don't have I don't have I don't really have any mentors that are entrepreneurs. Right. You know? So I don't really no. See, that's interesting. That's an interesting point. You know, I, no, my I have peers. I have I don't have any any I don't have any mentors that I would consider to be entrepreneurs. All my mentors, I have one person that I consider to be a mentor, and I guess she is an entrepreneur. She is an entrepreneur. I'm sorry, she is. But I need more. Right. I need more. You know. How cool is it that she? It's also a woman. I love that. Oh yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's great. It's 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 awesome. Yeah, she she be she be dropping jewels on me. She be dropping jewels. One on thing me. that I noticed, um, just when you described that story, and I really like the um the statement, things in motion stay in motion. I'm gonna have to steal that one. Yeah, yeah, have it. It's yours, bro. <laughs> but um I think that uh another thing you're saying when it comes to energy, when you put that energy out there, seems like uh one of the core parts of your entrepreneurial endeavors right now, like the key piece, is the training aspect. Mm-hmm. And um, not to mention that you are a freak of nature to start with. That's a good thing to have when you you want you know you want to be on a your trainer. Side, yeah, sure. it's definitely but, on my side. <laughs> right, but at the same time, it seems like that energy you put towards coming back kind of refined you are where you are today to be able such to be able to be such a good trainer. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like all the things you were experimenting with your knee and all those trials and tribulations are giving you the platform to be who you are right now. Right? I, absolutely. I mean that's exactly how I got into training. Right. I'm I'm constantly going to rehab therapy. Yeah. Every day I'm learning something about the body. Yeah. Every day. You know, I, I not by choice. You know, it's just happening. Yeah. You know? Excuse me. And like one of the one of the harsh realities about playing in the NFL is that nine times out of ten, regardless of who you are, you're probably gonna deal with something after the game. Right. Some you're gonna wake up one morning, yeah. your shoulder's gonna be aching. One morning you're gonna wake up, your ankle's gonna be aching. Mm-hmm. One day you're just gonna be walking out of nowhere, it's gonna, your knee gonna buckle. You know, it's just like I, I and it could be from years ago, whatever, you know. Um so, you know, just being in that space where I'm constantly learning about myself. You know, and I was always working out, and I was really using it. I was really posting it on my social. So people, mm. people in the fitness industry mm-hmm. are like, like saw me. I kind of like accepted me into the industry as one of them. And really, I was just working out to stay in shape for the league. Right. I wasn't working out to be part of the fitness industry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm. I'm was, you had a, a goal. I had a goal. Yeah. I had a goal. Like I was, and there's there's no knock. There's no knock on anybody in the fitness. I'm in the fitness industry now. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not. I'm just saying like my way in was different. You know, I, I was really posting my workouts for really realistically for my audience. And if there's ever someone in the, on the NFL side of scout. Who's all happens to come check out my handle? He sees that I'm working. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I would be, you would be naive to believe that teams aren't using social media mm-hmm. to check you out. Exactly. I mean, I want you to almost say that twice because right. it's like you don't have to have millions and millions of followers. It's not it about. It does that. not matter. It has it has nothing to do. It with does that. not matter. I want to see who this person is. That's right. Because I know you're going to tell us on there, mm-hmm. or at least you're going to give us the highlight reel, right? You you know, and if you're proud of doing something, you're going to show it. Right. And if right? someone's curious about you and they look you up, then guess what? That's going to either confirm or it's going to say, you know what? That's not the guy we want to talk to. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I was using it for those purposes, you know, but, you know, because people would see me, close people, close friends of mine would see me do this all the time. Like, yo, man, you should start training. Mm-hmm. You should start training. I'm like, man, I don't know about that. That's not really my thing. What's crazy, crazy shit 
is as a rookie in the NFL in the offseason, I would meet girls and they would ask me what I would do and I would lie and I would say I'm a personal trainer. <laughs> Which is, the shit is crazy. Right. <laughs> shit is crazy. <laughs> shit is crazy. Fast forward seven years, man, look what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Right? Now um, you're like, you so, lie the other direction. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, so I said, you know what? Maybe I'll consider it, you know? I'm always learning, you know? Let me let me crack the book, man. So um, I decided to move for, move forward, right? So I, I, I go online, I purchase uh, the NASM training program. And uh, just so happens, the guy that was training me, my, per, my trainer, gets a job offer at Stanford, right? He gets a job offer at Stanford maybe like... October of last year, so a little over a year ago. And he goes, hey, oh, man, you know, I'm thinking about, his name is Anthony Perez, by the way, shout out to Anthony. He goes, uh, man, I'm thinking about taking a job at Stanford, man, uh, but I really think that you should kind of take over for what I'm doing here. And I was like, I mean, shit, that just sounds really, he's like, yeah, man, I'll give, I'll, I'll like hand over all my clients to you. And so like, I'm sitting here like, okay, have all these all these signs telling me to kind of at least lean towards uh, the training industry, and I get this opportunity to get these clients just handed over to me off the rip. Like I don't have to work for them; they're already gonna be come by. And I'm like, all right, you know what? Fuck it, I'm down. Right. So I dive into that book. You know what I'm saying? I handle what I gotta handle, and uh, I start training. Right? So I started training at the top of January. I said, you know what, I'm gonna make this shit official. I'm gonna start my own, start my own business, right? So um, I start optimized training, right? I start, I start optimized clothing. And um, man, I've, I've just been literally learning on the fly from them, you know? Like, um, I feel like I'm educated enough, you know? I'm confident in what I do. Well, what's it What's it like inheriting, you know, all of these, uh, like, what's like the first day like? Where Did he walk in as nervous as like the Super Bowl? Nah, nah, I've never even walked into a game nervous. Really? Nah, what I get, uh, the only thing that would happen to me um, in the game where I, I would get, uh, I guess, slight anxiety when I would, I, you know, I'm returning kicks. So sometimes I'm the first person to touch the ball, right? So, I always thought about that, like, when that ball up in the air. Yeah, the first person of the game, you know, to touch right. the ball. Well, really the kicker, because he, he kicked it, right? I'm the first person to t- physically yes. touch it, yeah. yeah. So, you know, that moment is like the heart is being do-do-do-do, and as soon as you catch it, it all goes away. But now that wasn't necessarily the case for me with, uh, with training, because what I did was I had two friends from back home that were out of shape, and I was like... Yo, check this out, fellas. Let's let's work out a little deal. I need y'all, and looks like you guys need me right now. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? I need some experience of dealing with people, right? Because I know how to talk to athletes, right? That understand what to do and that know how to work. But you two aren't athletes, you know? So I would really like the opportunity to kind of use you guys as guinea pigs. And I took those two clients and I just learned with them on the fly. One thing I didn't do, I was never nervous coming into a session. One thing that started off early though, my sessions would be like an hour, 45 minutes, two hours. Wow. Right? Yeah. Of just learning the format and how to like structure the like the right work, the, the, how to program the right workout for someone who doesn't need to compete on a field or a court. All right? right? Right, because right, 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 right. that's how I think, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking like, yo, yo, I'm thinking like, these guys got to be world-class athletes. No, they don't. Mm-hmm. You know, they can obtain the goals that they want without training the way a Super Bowl champion trains, right? right? But initially when I come into it, cause, just because of my experiences, you know, I'm thinking like that. So initially my, my session started off really, really long, mm. you know? Um, and I realized I was wasting a lot of time in my day, you know? Like I realized like I was dealing with four clients and I was spending too much time, you know, I, and I was losing my free time to be creative and to work on my clothing line and to just do whatever the hell else I wanted to do, you know? So over time, you know, I've been able to knock that down to an hour, 55 minutes, you know, to get yeah. efficient um, and real good work, you know? 
Um, but yeah, that's just where it's at right now. Where did, what, what have you learned? I know technically when it comes to the training itself, you've learned a lot, but the business around it, you mentioned that you're a muscle farm athlete, things like that. What, what, yeah. do, where do you see the, cause you know, it's such a boom in the, the training industry right now. Like you, like you're saying the fitness industry, what do you see? Where do you see it going? What do you, what is your state? What is the state of the training business? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm fairly new into the industry, right. you know what I'm saying? And it's a little, it's a little funny to me too, because people in the fitness industry are so protective and they're so like, they weird. They're <laughs> right. weird. Like, like I came into the, I came into like my professional, and I came into my professional industry, sit next to guys like Champ Bailey. I sat next to Champ Bailey for two years in my meetings, right? And there's never one moment where he tried to hide anything from me. Like he always tried to give me game. Right. You know what I'm saying? Even it, whether he felt threatened by me or not, he never once hesitated to teach me something. Or to tell me, or like to tell me to like look out for this. Or it, it, the fitness industry is so weird. Like people feel like you're gonna steal their clients. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like that shit is so funny to me because it's like, yo, if I want to work with this person on this day because I like what they do, I'm gonna do that. And if I want to work with you on this day because this is what you do, I'm gonna do that. Like I don't. There to me, you can work with as many people as you want. It's all good. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like as long as long as the trainer gets paid for that session. What's the complaint about? Right, right. What's the, what? What are we? What are it's you crying a, it's about? It's a mindset. Though. What are you crying about? You know what I'm saying? There's enough money. There's enough food out here for everybody to eat. So that that shit is uh, that shit is weird to me. Um, but um, what? I'm sorry. What was the question? Just the business, like you know, I I feel like you're unique. You a former athlete. You can be sponsored. You can you know so, you can do a lot of and things. And so that's the thing. I come I come from being a pro athlete, right? right? So right. like. I, I was once a Nike athlete, right? right, right, right as a, right. a as a player. Yeah. All right, cool. So now I'm looking for those type of deals. Yeah. Now that I'm not a player, right, I right. still consider myself a player. Right. Like, I don't get it twisted. I still know who I am. Right. Right. I keep it humble. I keep it G. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm still a world class athlete. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I'm still a Super Bowl champ. It it is what it is. Absolutely. Like when it comes to a competing a competitive level, like there's very few people that I feel that can compete with me. Yeah. Like I'm not I'm not just like someone who just. Uh, had a fitness goal, started to work out, and nah, man, nah, like I've been doing this shit. I've been working out, you know what I'm saying? Tw I've been working out for 20 years, you feel me? And I'm please, not please go to Omar's it, Instagram and yeah, you will see, it, you you will confirm everything. Yeah, it just, saying. it just yeah. people see it differently now because I'm in the fitness industry, right? But I've been working out like this forever, you know what I'm saying? This shit, this, that's why I got to where I'm at, you know what I'm saying? And, and I, I say, I humbly say that. You know what I'm saying? Because I know the work that it takes to be put, like to reach that certain level of success. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it's a little, it's a little different for me. Um, so I always wanted to have some type of deal, right? Whether it be with whether I establish another partnership with Nike or Adidas or Puma or whoever it is, you know. Mm -hmm. And at this point, at this point right now, you realize more than ever, like the phrase is so cliche because you've heard it for so long that content is king, yeah. right? But that shit holds so true more now more than ever, right? right. Everyone is trying to, uh, uh, like, everyone is trying to create content to generate more revenue for their business, right? That's the goal, yeah. right? And however you could do it, whether it be through comedy, whether it be through fitness, whether it be through Whatever it is, you know, t companies and corporations are starting to move away from commercials and TV mm -hmm. to create content for here, mm -hmm. right? All right, cool. So I recognize that, mm -hmm. right? So it's not just going to be for Colgate mm -hmm. and, um, I don't know. Uh, Mountain Dew. Whatever, Mountain right. Dew, Colgate, right. Mountain Dew. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, Subways are going to need this, right. you know? Foot Action is going to need this, mm -hmm. you know? Like... Mm -hmm. Big five, sporting goods store, like mm -hmm. people are gonna need this type of content, right? right? In order right. to stay relevant, in order to keep up with the times, it just is what it is. All mm -hmm. right. So I well, I understand I have a, I come with the audience. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of understand my value, you know, in certain situations. And well, I I, 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 and I try to recognize my value in all situations. Um and anytime someone wants to work with me, you know, I consider that, you right. know, and I, and I always want to bring that conversation to the table, yeah. you know, and, and that's another big thing too. Like I always want to work at this point in my life. I want to work with people. I don't want to work for nobody. Mm -hmm. You know, if we can't have a partnership, then it's not, it's really not the job for me. You know, 100%. I, I love what you're saying. Um, as you already know, a big part of our audience and our message is um, based around former athletes or current athletes who are 
becoming real business people like Ben used to say. So I think that's a that's a hell of a statement. You had me charged when you got to talking your shit right there. Like I feel like, you know, a lot of times us as athletes, we can lose our identity when they take that jersey from us or when the ball stops bouncing, as they like to say in basketball. But that energy that you're putting out there is 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 more of, of what needs to be out there. And like you say, humbly, like I think we all get a bad rap sometimes that athletes are cocky, athletes are entitled. It's not coming from a place of cockiness or entitlement with you. I know what you mean when you're saying that. It's just like, no, I'm bigger than that. Like, okay, I don't play on Sundays anymore, but – I'm bigger than I was now than I am then. So I think that people need to start embracing that and opening their minds to doing shit. Yeah, and also just taking a sense of control. Like, I love that you just have this incredible sense of control. You find opportunities. Like, all I hear is that you're creating opportunities left and right. You might not use all of them, but you just keep creating them over and over and over again. And then you play your hand when when you need to. Yo, that you know? that's, uh, that's amazing you said that because... Um, Life is all about playing your hand. Like, we all got a hand to play. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Now, depending on who you are, you know, dictate, really dictate on how you got to play that hand, right? But there's, everyone has a winning hand in here. Yeah. yeah. Everyone has a winning hand in here. You just, like, and like I said, just depending on who you are, you may have to be more strategic. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or sometimes, depending on you, you may not have to be as strategic. Well, right? well you said a little while ago, you, you know, when you worked, you worked for a guy as a startup, and then you now you just said, but now, today, I'm really looking for partnerships, right? Partnerships. Like, I'm in a different place. Partnerships, I man. built something, right? For you sure. took something from here, and you, you got it to there. I was uh, looking back over my goals from from um, that I wrote at the top of this year, and um, I find really a lot of moments that I, that I have in my car um, driving of, like, chances to take, like, just to be grateful, right? I always, I'm like, damn, Things could be a lot worse right now, you know. And um, I, I'm sorry. Give me the question again. Well, I, I'm just saying that, like, you basically took control. You found these opportunities, and now you're in a different situation where you've played your hand well, and now you're taking control and you're owning the situation, the opportunity, and you don't need to work for someone right now. You're actually partnering. You're thinking, you're sorry. you're running, sorry. you're the CEO. Sorry, sorry to lose my train of thought. Sorry to lose my train yeah. of thought. What I was saying is I was looking over my goals over this year and, um, you know, I was finding my, mo I found, find moments and throughout the day where I'm riding through the car and I'm like really grateful, really thankful for like my situation, my position, you know what I'm saying, my circle, the people around me and just like the opportunities, opportunities um, that I'm given. And I, I, I like, I, I get really proud of myself because like this year, like I made every dollar for myself. You know, like I didn't, I, I'm not employed by anybody. Mm -hmm. You know, every dollar like I created and generated somehow, you know what I'm saying? Whether it was from training, whether it was from brand deals, whether it was from appearances, whether, like it was, it's different like when you when you go from working for an employer, i.e. the NFL, to like not working for nobody and having to put money in your own pocket, mm -hmm. you know? Like so in those situations, I'm like, man, like, I am really proud of myself, and I may not have to figure it out because I don't at all, but I feel like I'm making steps in the right direction. Every day is like it's a learning experience, and I may take a step back, but bam, I leap two steps forward. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's kind of just how my life is going right now. Mm -hmm. Man, so cool. No, that's the, I know you feeling like that's the ultimate, ultimate entrepreneur. Well, that that's the moment, right? Which is like you've taken control and... You're not looking for approval or acceptance. You don't have to sort of say yes to anybody. I mean, you're working with people, but you don't have to. You do, that's the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you got, in, in order to be an entrepreneur, you got to be willing to go through dark times, dark days. Mm -hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, the fact that I'm saying I have it, like, there's a price to pay for that. Oh, yes. You know what I'm saying? There's a price to that. Okay, yeah, yeah, you damn right. You don't have a check coming in every two weeks, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that's cool because sometimes you know you're making. I'm I'm making enough in you know in one time, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm not. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, cool. Now we got to find other ways to generate more re revenue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's yeah. it's like, and you got to have tough skin, man. You got to have tough skin. But I feel like sports have kind of like 
prepare me for this. You know we what I'm saying? Like, I, I am prepared for the unknown because like I'm constantly, I, as an athlete, and this is just the way we're coached, you have to prepare for everything, mm -hmm. right? As much as you possibly can because anything that possibly can happen or probably will, right? It pro Probably. Would you say that's true across all sports? That's that's taught. Facts, but he that's, that's true. I mean, where he comes from, that's warrior shit right it's, there. Like, Football is ridiculous. Scenarios. Yeah. Bam. Third and two. This is where we're gonna go on. We're <laughs> gonna work on right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, we saw them run this two years ago against another team who runs the same exact defense. It could come up. Yeah. Right. We ain't seen it all year. But we saw it two years ago on some film. Not the same once. defense. Not we ain't seen it not once. Yeah. We ain't seen it once this year. But two years ago, they had a lot of success on this play because they run that same defense. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. We got. We're gonna. We're gonna. If it comes up in the game, it ain't gonna be like we ain't seen this shit before. Not to mention, think about your position. Name some of the people you was lined up against having to defend that play. Yo, 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 receivers. I mean, this is arguable, but receivers. You. I mean, if you let a DB tell you, tell you he's the most athletic person, he's the best athlete on the field. But right. receivers will say the same things about themselves. You're talking about freaks, you talk about freak, freaks, freak of nature. Nah, you're talking about guys that are 6'3", 6'4", 212 pounds, leaving ability out of this world, you know, yeah. could stop on a dime, catch anything thrown to them, you know, like that's a tough matchup. And sometimes you end up in that matchup by yourself, one on one, you know, like. It's one on one, third and one, and they got you, you know, on the backside with AJ Green. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, make the play. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And if you can't, you can't be here. Can't be here. All right. Don't worry. You just made my fantasy football real real. <laughs> Don't worry, man. We'll find it. We'll find we'll find someone else to do the job. All right. Everyone is replaceable in the NFL. If you think you're exempt from that. Talk to Peyton Manning about his time with the Colts. All right. Yeah. That's I the know. ultimate example. That shit, mm -hmm. I, I saw, I only think I was in the league, I was coming into the league at that time yeah. and that happened because my first year with Denver was Peyton's first year with Denver. So when I saw that, I'm like, yo, nobody's safe. All right. Yeah. This is argu arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Yeah. You know? And they just cut him. Yeah. I love oh, what you're saying though. This is such a common theme. theme. Um, damn near every athlete that we've had on here, the topic comes up. And when we first met, I was talking to you about this, Ben, like, I feel like athletes get such a unfair advantage to go off into the world, but you gotta embrace it and, and, and know it. Like, it's little things that, like, you know, just from a basketball perspective, like, it teaches you playing AAU basketball to be bilingual and embrace other cultures mm -hmm. and like have a big, big network where you know how to network. Um, and then just all the cliche things, like you saying, it's going to teach you discipline, focus, resilience, whatever it may be. So like for as much negative things that come to us about, you know, athletes are entitled, they're stupid a lot of times, they're this, they're that. It's like, yo, you can say whatever you want, but think about it. Like, if you trained under scenario that I got to stop AJ Green on third and one, or my job is on the line, and that's your life for like ten plus years. Yep. You 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 armed with some scary shit to get off into the world and become an entrepreneur like you're doing. Yep, and I think uh, athletes do a really good job of performing under pressure. Yeah. Right. So like, when they enter the real world. There's a lot of like pressure that um, people who don't come from pro sports will consider like extreme, like like moments where they're like, they're like yeah, this is too much pressure for me. Or athletes will come in and be like, <laughs> this is life. I mean, just do it, you know? I, yeah, yeah. For instance, like there was an, we had an event and the clothes weren't there, right? person we were working with couldn't explain without having the clothes there. It's tripping, bugging. Yeah. What if the clothes are here? What are we going to... Yo, just describe it. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> just describe it. Don't chill. Chill. It's, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like, and it's like those moments of, you know, being out there or uh, being out on the field on fourth down and or going out there how to recover onside kick. Right. You know what I'm saying? When the game's on the line, right, right. game's on the line, and we need this ball right now. Mm -hmm. You know, 
80,000 people watching you. Yeah. Not to mention however many million, depending on, hopefully if you're playing a national televised game, I mean, millions are watching at home. Right. And you're Talk not even- pressure. That's pressure. And you're not even speaking about college days. I could imagine the Arizona State was wild. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Right. That, my, Arizona State, I mean, there's some stadiums that hold more than NFL stadiums. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So think about like, Kid, you go from playing in front of maybe a thousand, maybe twelve hundred in high school, to playing in front of eighty thousand mm-hmm. at eighteen years old. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and you got to go through that minimum of three years. Oh yeah, you gonna be prepared to perform. You know, like being in front of large crowds of people, like it should, it shouldn't scare you. Yeah, I, I know I say it every every time, but it's like if one person says a bad thing about you to the normal person, they'll remember it forever. And it's like the amount of stuff you guys deal with in that regard just blows me away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People can say what they want, though. You can't control people. I don't know. See, you just, have, it, it's a, you just have the right personality for it. Because most people, if one person was like, oh, you look fat, it's over for them. It, they're destroyed forever. Yeah, you know? but, you know, I mean, as, as a pro athlete, you know, you kind of have to, like, tiptoe around shit like that because you represent an organization. Me, if somebody get at me on my gram like that, I'm getting at their ass. <laughs> <laughs> somebody get at me, oh, I'm going straight to their profile. Hold up. Let me see. Let me see why you feel like that statement was valid. Let me see. I, 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 all right, bro. Hey, because I don't, I rep me now and I could talk all the shit I want because right. I know who I am. I'm not representing, I'm not, I'm not out here representing an a organization. I play for myself. You know but, what I'm saying? You're not going to come over here just You know Zion me. Williamson, right? The, the yeah. Duke kid. Yeah. He's like, an animal. You know, people like, well, is he fat? Is he fat? That would mess with my head. If I mean, and and you're you're the likely number would one it? pick in the draft. Would it mess with your you're head? You're likely the number one dude in the draft, and everyone. Would it mess with your head every time you turn on Sports Center? You on top ten plays? Would it mess with your head? You 18 years old with three million followers. I'm sure he's living a pretty good off the court life. You know, it's a, oh yeah, you know he's living good. He living good. What I, you talking I, about? I'll tell you this often, Ben. I'm like. I didn't always have this perspective. It came when I was older, like, man, from the, and I'm in a unique situation. Since the time I was like 10, 11 years old, I was getting heckled. Like, oh shit, you ain't good as your daddy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, of course it bothers you when you're young, but like, as you get older, it's like, yeah, you can talk that shit, but you know, there's a lot of good things that come with this life. So with anything in life, it's good, it's positive, it's negative, it's bad. Fuck it. I walked in, um... He's not tripping. Zion is not tripping about that. I don't think Zion is tripping. <laughs> I don't want, but I walked, I walked into my house the other day and uh, ESPN was on and uh, there's a show that uh, Jalen Rose has with somebody else. I forget what it's called. It's like in the middle of the Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen and Jacoby. Okay. And they're talking about, I want to say, God, maybe Jimmy Verdette. Jimmy Verdette? Jimmy Verdette? Yeah. Is he playing overseas right now? China. Cool. China, yeah. So I went like forty six. So I walked. I walked in, and they're talking about him, and they're talking about how they're saying, "Yeah, he's balling over in China right now, but he probably wouldn't be putting up the same numbers in the NBA. So he probably wouldn't make it in the NBA." And people are like teasing them, like, "Yeah, that's why your ass can't. That's why your ass ain't gonna make it in the NBA." Mm-hmm. In the NBA. And Jalen was like, "I thought this was some of the realest shit I heard." He was like, "Yo, everyone wants to clown Jimmer about how he can't make it in the NBA, blase, blase." At the end of the day. He's getting paid to play basketball. He's doing exactly what he loves, and he's getting a check for it. Meanwhile, the people who could be clowning and talking probably doing something they don't necessarily love doing. You know, at the end of the day, Zion is doing what he loves to do. Right. Why would I care what y'all have to say? Right. I I'm I'm doing what I love to do, and I'm damn good at it. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I'm the best at it. I'm the best at like it. That, that, but I'm just saying, like that separates you. At the end of the day, like nine times out of ten, I'm probably doing what you want to do. Yeah. You gotta be a little sick with that mentality to make it to that level too. You gotta have, you gotta exude this type of confidence to yeah, gotta, even get there. You like, gotta be Omar Bolden, man. Nah, 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 nah. You just gotta believe in yourself. You gotta have full confidence in yourself at all times. You know, understand and stay true to who you are. You stay true to who you are. You stay authentic to yourself. Like good things are gonna happen for you. Because you're walking and living in your truth. If you believe in energy and the way the universe works, anytime you're doing what you're intended to do, things will go your way. When you're not, 
you'll get you'll you'll feel like feelings of like uh, anxiety, nervousness, fear. That means you're not supposed to be doing that shit. Who taught you this? Life. Life. <laughs> See, man, th- I mean, this is incredible advice for our audience right now. I just want to make sure that it's really clear. Life. To me, this is this is incredible. Like, like if you have second thoughts, uh, I I wouldn't classify that as fear. Like I have second thoughts all the time, right? But. When you're doing when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing in life, you're gonna know it. Like the energy is gonna be flowing, the opportunity is gonna be coming, the network, for some reason, you're gonna continue to meet people who are associated with that industry or that are able to connect you and be outlets for you in other places. And you're gonna be like, yo, this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. When things get fuzzy and you just end up in, in the middle of nowhere, all right, you're not doing the right things. You're not you're, you're putting yourself in the wrong environments, you're surrounding yourself with the wrong people. It's time for you to make some changes. You know what I'm saying? Like and I feel like that's another reason why I'm able to stay in motion, because I am very cognitive of those things. I constantly, am, or not constantly, I'm adamant on being surrounded by positive people, people that uplift, and like staying far away from yes men. Mm-hmm. The people, I don't like, I, I love my friends so much because they check my ass. Yo, oh, you tripping. <laughs> Like, oh, you you bugging. Like, hey, oh, you know you got a strong voice. You you know you you can't talk to people like that. Yo, damn, you're right. My bad. Hey, oh, you know you was a little hard. Damn, you're right. My bad. Even with my girl. Like, hey, oh, you probably, mm-hmm. she was right, bro. Damn, you're right. Let me go apologize. I don't need nobody in my corner. Like, yeah, man, fucking right. That's, that shit is going to have us all going nowhere fast. Right? And I, I don't need that. I don't need that. I need when I'm not at my at my on my A game. I need somebody to help elevate me to my A game, right? Not just like shower me with fucking fraudulent praise, you know. I, I don't need that. I, I rather I rather keep that fake enthusiasm, you know, on, on the side. And yeah, yeah. Deal with the authentic. And you're listening. I mean, that's the big thing, right? Because it's all out there. It's all out there for our audience, but you have to listen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Omar Bolden, man, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, no doubt, man. Yeah, this, I mean. He got the energy right in here, man. Yeah. Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah. I, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. We got to have you back. Yeah, no, I mean, as much as possible. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, anytime. Anytime, man. We can get together, talk about whatever. So uh, where can our audience find some of the things you're doing? We didn't even really chop it up about your clothing line. I know it. What, what, do, do we have any dates on? Nah, man. I literally I literally have a um, a sheet right here. I'm I'm literally playing. I'm still playing with logos, man. Is that uh, a shirt? Not. That you got? Yep. Oh, yeah. I, yep. I could tell. I yep. could tell. This, this actually is mine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's be a jersey long sleeve. Um, where is it at? All right. So you definitely it, have to go yeah, to Omar's Instagram. Oh, but yeah, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, um, I don't have any clothes set today. I'm still um, working on where exactly where I want to place the logo. The logo is finalized. So I'm just work, working on placement and just um, just trying to be creative and saucy in, in that regard. Um, I'm like kind of torn because I, I don't like, um, I don't like, clothes that just scream the brand you know yeah, yeah. but i know how important it is to generate brand awareness uh from the jump you know people don't people are going to be new um and i'm just going to just be introducing optimized to, to to the world you know so um for now the, the logo has to be present you know but eventually man i would love like for people to just say yeah damn what you got on right now <laughs> yeah you know, like I, that's that's my style. That's my speed. You well, know? that that shirt is amazing, right? Oh, there. thank you, bro. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. But you can find me um, on Instagram at Omar Bolden, um, on Twitter at Omar Bolden. I tend to get live on there sometimes. <laughs> um, Facebook at Omar Bolden One, and uh, that's pretty much. Yeah, I think How you spell Bolden? B O L D E N. Yeah, those are all my social handles. I don't use Snapchat. And we're going to keep bringing people updates on uh, on Optimized. Yeah, I and, appreciate uh, we'll it, man. Make sure, yeah, we'll make sure we do everything. We I appreciate can. it, man. I'm yeah. actually I'm teaming up with one of my homies, uh, John Gaines, and I'm doing a boot camp this weekend um, at Muscle Farm. It's a, a boot camp and a toy drive. Um, the sign-up, the uh, Eventbrite, is on my uh, Instagram in my bio. Um, you have to bring a new toy you know, if you want to come. It is free. Um, if you want to come get that work, um, if you follow me on Instagram or if you have any friends that 
have seen us before we get really uh really active in the gym and we're going to give uh, the audience a little taste of that on saturday so for all those that hear this in time if you want to come pull up more than more the merrier um and uh yeah that's that's pretty much it oh also um you know if you're looking to get in shape i'm offering nutrition plans um at optimizednutrition.com that's o-p-y-t-y-m-z-e did i spell that right optimize <laughs> optimize i probably spelled that wrong but replace the i's with the y's optimizednutrition.com um curated a, i've teamed up with a nutritionist um from the LA Kings and we've created meal plans on how uh, basically meal plans for, for pro athletes. So if you know, doing it all, if, yeah, if you're a person that's <laughs> trying to eat like us, you know, and, and have any, um, you know, questions or thoughts on how we um, stay right, you know, check out, check out that site. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, just wish everybody else peace and blessings, man. Some positive energy to everyone getting this. Oh man, this was such a good episode. You know, trip. Yeah. yeah, the listeners will hear you again, man. We gotta have you back. I'm yeah, telling you. yeah, no yeah. doubt, no doubt. Hopefully, yeah. I have an update and some more mistakes to share about, so people can learn from those. Cool. Um, you know, to continue to share the story. That's what it's about, right? For uh, sure. All right. Uh, until then. Cool. Peace, man.